Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Talking about the work of the ministry in the last days, the latter days, these days, if you will, all knowing that we're in the last of the last days, and we know that evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. And we'll talk about the work of the ministry. It'll be at a time of evil, a time of gross darkness upon the people. At this time, the Lord will be a light upon his people. And all will see that he is God, and it will be manifested through the body of Christ, where the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world for witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. There will be a time <clears throat> that many will seek to familiar spirits. They'll seek to wizards, wizardry, for a word of peace. But Jesus said, I didn't come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword. The son of man at variance. The father against the son, mother against her daughter, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. And that Jeremiah stated, prophet to the nations, in the fourth chapter, Lord, it is as if you have deceived this people, saying, Peace, and behold, the sword reaches unto the soul. Well, there's a thing that seems to be right to the natural mind, but yet it is totally opposite, 180 degrees different. And that is what will seem right to a man in the worldly church that claims peace when there is no peace, and it's a prophet of Baal. Many will turn to those prophets, thinking, well, it's a pre-tribulation rapture. There's no uh, chastening rod of God as he spoke to the church at Laodicea. <clears throat> Laodicea says, I am clothed, fed, I have need of nothing, and I'm increased with goods. But God said, knowest thou not, you're poor, wretched, naked, uh, and destitute. And that is the present church world in many that do not understand the chastening rod of God. And that is that who he loves, he chastens. Now, he does that. So we will not be condemned with the world, not to destroy our souls. But if any be without chastening, which all the partakers and are bastards and not sons. All that he loves, he chastens. Then he said, I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. Well, our faith will be tried as by fire, that it may come forth as pure gold. So it's thinking not strange the fiery trial which should try all of us especially in the last days. For then shall be at great trial there upon all the inhabitants of the earth. O earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. But it will bring forth true righteousness when God's judgment's in the earth. Men will learn righteousness in the revelation of Jesus Christ, that he alone is God and there's not another. There is no trinity. <clears throat> Been a false doctrine all through the years. Started with a uh, Council of Nicaea, the Nicene Creed, then 451 A.D., and the Chalcedonian definition of the God-man, that Jesus, according to his Godhead, and the Son of God, was begotten of the Father before the foundation of the world. And that is totally ludicrous. Spirit never forget a spirit junior. Now we see that in the last days that there will be men for signs, Signs and men of wonders. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. And we see that in Mark 16. They'll speak with new tongues. 
and we'll see they lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. Take up serpents. All of these signs will follow them that believe in my name, Jesus, which is the Son of God. Jehovah is salvation. He is the Father revealed. And we see in Isaiah 8 that we are to bind up the testimony, to seal it. That's the sealing. The sealing is the testimony of Jesus. It's after we've received the word of God, we're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until we receive the promised possession. In Isaiah 8, it talks about, verse 16, bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples, the ones disciplined in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we're talking about the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19.10. But during this time, we see that even though the body of Christ are for signs and wonders, we see that in verse 18. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. Signs and wonders, but we find that many will seek unto familiar spirits. They will seek unto wizards that peep and that mutter. As we focus on that, many follow these so-called prophets to get a word. Things aren't going right in business. Maybe they're looking for a new job. Maybe they're behind in bills or sickness or disease in the family, whatever the case is. And they seek to a prophet to get a word. And then there's noted for this one will give you a word of prophecy. Uh, Speak very little and preach the word of God very little, but will work in the gifts of the Holy Ghost almost exclusively. Not bringing much word, but totally prophesying and saying that it's the Lord. But when we find that when we use this word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, faith, gifts of healings, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits and tongues and diversity of tongues and uh, interpretation of tongues, when we find the nine spiritual gifts of the Spirit, they are for reproof, rebuke, and correction to help us come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and the perfection. It is not generally in peace. Now, it can be for encouragement, that's true. But it's always to edify, build up, not just speak a positive word of an encouraging word where we can lift up our soul and that being thinking grow rich, uh, positive mental attitude, uh, these things that uh, mind over matter. But that's a soul realm. But we're talking about the spiritual realm. Where we invoke the Holy Ghost, we obey Him and not just the reading of the soul. Now we know that spirits can read the mind, but very few can read the heart. When we see that Paul talks about in these tongues, that he that prayeth in an unknown tongue, he edifies himself. But he that speaketh in that with his knowledge, 
then he's edifying himself, yes. But if he builds up his most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, he edifies himself. But the body in the church in a congregation in the local church is not edified. Though he gives thanks well in the spirit, praying in tongues, yet the body's not edified. Therefore, he said, in the church, in the local assembly, if I pray in tongues, I will pray for the interpretation also so that all can be edified. He said, if one comes in, that's unlearned in this, and you speak to him in an unknown tongue. Well, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand you, though you've edified yourself. Yet, to him, you'll be a barbarian. But if you have the interpretation of tongues, and he comes in, and then secrets of his heart are manifest, not just mind, but then the heart, the very essence of the calling of that man or that woman. Then he will drop down and say, God is in you of a truth. Now these are the gifts of the Holy Ghost and men of wonders in the last days that will be pronounced in the gifts of the Holy Ghost unto perfection. Now we have these working in the book of Acts in the former reign. It'll be greater in the latter reign. And we are in that season now where God is preparing that body for the men of wonders, for signs. And not following the signs, but the signs following them. And Jesus said that you are to work in faith, which stands not in enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost. You have to demonstrate that. And that is by faith. And he doesn't work faith by simply going under the law. But he that worketh miracles among you does it by faith, which worketh by love. It works by love. And, and that is the bottom line for the revelation of Jesus in and through the body of Christ in the last days. And he says that we, the ministers of God, will be turned into a flame of fire. And ministers of flame of fire. The Holy One over us for that flame. It's him, the Christ through us, that's working in us, both the willing to do of his good pleasure and confirming his word with signs, miracles, divers, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his will. God will always confirm firm his word it will never return to him void therefore in the last days many that do not want to have that chastening rod or they don't want don't want to be reproved rebuked or corrected will seek out ones of familiar spirits or wizards that peep and you'll notice them how do you know them well they peep Whenever Jesus said, uh, whatever's been done in, in the closet, be shouted from the housetop. The boldness of the word of God coming through a believer and Christ speaking through them will be not whispered. Just as Jesus spake and no man spake like this man spake. He, being God manifest in the flesh, is the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't whisper. 
he literally spoke there so it was so uh, loud the trumpet voice of Jesus that when he cast out into barring the boat there and addressed the multitude that all heard him for never man spake like this man and that is not a whisper it pierced the heart that's the trumpet voice of the Lord my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. That trumpet voice is a piercing voice which pierces the very spirit of man, not just the mind and the intellect, but the spirit of man. They feel it deep down in the heart. Might not know anything about the Word of God. Never have read a Bible. But yet when it pierces the heart of man and the spirit, they say, well, there's something different there. Every man spake like that man. There's the voice of God. And that's a calling of God. It's not as a worldly church that goes after those that peep. They mutter. They whisper. They'll have soft music playing behind them. And they'll walk through the aisles and call people out. And some of them and will work in the spirit of Baal. They'll work in the spirit of those familiar spirits that we find in the Old Testament, Moloch, Asheroth, that we'll find in Baal, that we'll find that these spirits are real and they're deceiving. It's a false power. The familiar spirit may know your name, know where you live, can tell you what's wrong. But when it comes right down to the voice the voice of God, it will be lacking. It'll be light, treacherous. It'll be vanity. Many times we'll promote it upon your own flesh. You're going to have a new house, a new uh, car, uh, a new promotion, whatever the case is. And not saying that God won't do that, but whenever a person is seeking God for the truth to go to the revelation of Jesus Christ and to a perfect man, then we need the true, unadulterated Word of God. And seeking to these that have uh, familiar spirits, these that are wizards that peep from the dust, they don't work in the power of the Holy Ghost. They work in the soul realm. It's light. It's treasure. It's vain. Your prophets are like the prophets in the desert, like the foxes in the desert. So little foxes that destroy the vine. Well, Ezekiel said that your prophets are like the foxes in the desert, for they have not gone up into the gap, nor made up the hedge for the children of, of thy people to stand in the day of the battle of the Lord. They don't know there's a battle. There's more coming. It's not a pre-tribulation rapture. There's a sifting going on among the nations, a sifting from the chaff from the wheat. Not the least grain will fall to the ground. But God said, I'll destroy all the sinners of my people by the sword, which say no evil shall prevent nor overtake us. No tribulation, no birth pangs. And the church must be ready for the birth pangs to bring forth Christ in them. And that is what we bring forth. Christ in us and to the measure of the stature of the pulse of Christ. Not just newborn babies, not little children. We have to grow up. Then we go to young men. The young men, the word of God is strong in them. 
they've overcome the wicked one. They've overcome the devil, the world, and their own flesh. There's still a higher glory than that called fathers. And that's what the Lord spoke on the 19th of January, 2019. Thereafter, we had a visitation, the preaching of a side tribal church in Transmere, Kenya, Africa. And it was very profound. The, the visitation lasted about two hours. So we saw the nations in blood turned into blood. And during that time, of course, we understand those are not only miracles, but judgment miracles given to the body of Christ. If we see that in Revelation 11, turn the water to blood as often as they will, spike the earth with plagues as often as they will. And we say, well, that's the two witnesses. The two witnesses uh, we find out are the members in the body of Christ unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And those that are students in the Word of God for the real, true Jesus and the revelation of Jesus understand that there is no pre-tribulation rapture. Whenever John has a door open to him in heaven, and they say in Revelation 4.1, that's the rapture, there's totally an error. There's a door open in heaven and the voice of a trumpet. It's the ministry voice of Jesus talking with him, saying, come up hither, not rapture, and I will show you things that must come to pass hereafter and will come to pass hereafter, the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. So it's going to be a division in the body of Christ. And we find that Jesus stated that in John 16. He said, now I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. For the days are going to come, they're going to deliver you up out of the synagogue, casting your name out for evil out of the churches. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. They will do these things unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. Jesus is the Father revealed. The words that I speak, Jesus said, are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth in me houses permanently in me, never to leave. He's the one doing the works. He's the one that is casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, like wolf captain going free. He's the one doing it all. Jesus said, I can own self, my own self, do nothing. It's the Father. That's for when therefore Jesus said, if I with the finger of God cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God's come nigh to you. Well, the ones preaching the kingdom of God in the last day, they will preach this everlasting gospel, the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom to all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. That witness is in demonstration of power of the Holy Ghost. It's not just handing out a tract or being behind a pulpit for two or three hours in a church. It's a demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost, and this will not be just behind a pulpit. It'll be in the streets of the cities, in the towns, in the suburbs, in the areas, in the remote places, even in the jungle. It'll be, it'll cover the whole world. Whole cities and nations will be pulled into the kingdom of God through the mighty works that Jesus will manifest in and through the body of Christ. And this will be a time that will be the greatest move of God since the Lord said, the greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. It's the greatest work greater than the former reign in Pentecost before the second advent when Jesus comes a second time without sending salvation for the salvation of his saints. The second advent. 
He is preparing that now for us. But we must seek him in that trumpet voice, not wizardry, not familiar spirits of Baal, promising peace when there is no peace, wanting a little soothing word, but yet when the Holy Ghost and the fire of God comes out, without that true spirit of God bearing witness with your spirit, then they say, well, that can't be God because it's so pronounced. It's so piercing. Well, it is piercing. That's the reason you know it is the voice of God, the voice of a trumpet. That's what John had, the voice of a trumpet talking with me, saying, come up hither, and I'll show you things which will come to pass hereafter. These things are still ahead for the body of Christ. For heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things, the restitution and restoration of all faith. And that's the reason Jesus said to his disciples, go into Golgotha, I have many things yet to tell you. What? They'd walked with Jesus for three and a half years. And he says, I have yet many things to tell you, but you're not able to bear them now. But when the comfort of the Holy Ghost has come, he'll speak of me, but all the Father's given is given to me, and he will show you things which will come to pass. Well, those things are the things of faith and all truth, that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution and restoration of all things, of all truth. And that's the reason for the Matthew 17, whenever Jesus came down off the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John, and the disciples, Ask Jesus, why do the disciples of John the Baptist say that Elijah must come first? Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things, all things of faith, all things in truth. But Elijah has already come. If you will receive it, this they understood he spake to them of John the Baptist. Well, John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah foreran Jesus' first coming but did no mighty miracles. Howbeit, John, in the last day reign of the Holy Ghost, in the spirit of Elijah, will forerun Jesus' second coming with many miracles, signs and wonders, God confirming his word. The first advent was the suffering Messiah, Hamashiach, Ben Yosef, the suffering Messiah. The second will be Hamashiach ben David, the lamb with his wrath on the day of the Lord, that those that do not receive this last great reign of the Holy Ghost. It'll be the last call. It'll be the gospel of the kingdom being preached into all the world for a witness, not just uh, somebody's thinking or studying Greek, Hebrew, and Latin words and Chaldean, and whatever the case is. But in demonstration of power of the Holy Ghost that will turn the world upside down and famish all the gods of this earth. Everything that is against God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Lord will destroy. And all the wicked will be destroyed out of the earth and will be ashes and under the righteous feet. But we have to come to all of us, to the law, and to the testimony. 
What law? To the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We must walk in that light as he's in the light. And we walk in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, and the world passing away with the lust thereof. But whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. And walk in that testimony. They'll seek that law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and obey it. And to the testimony. There will be to the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. We find that in Revelation 19.10. These are the ones the body of Christ that's come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man in the knowledge of the Son of God. Epigonosco. Gnosko is knowing Jesus after the Spirit, not after the flesh. That's a general knowledge of receiving Christ, Jesus in you. That is receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But this is far greater. It's not just Gnosko being filled with the Holy Ghost. It is epigonosco, epi, much higher gonosco. In the knowledge of the Son of God is growing up into Jesus in all things and all truth. A perfect mirror image of Jesus. And that's what's happening right now. It's a trumpet voice going through the land. Some hear it, some don't. Some don't like that piercing sound because it upsets them in their spirit and their gut and this familiar spirits will shake them in their very gut, in their spirit. It will upset the familiar spirits. It will upset the those in Baal, Molech, Ashtaroth, Jezebel. It'll those ones in Mystery Babylon, Mystery Babylon the Great. It will upset them greatly because the trumpet voice that a snake cannot and will not sit around and hear or adhere to or obey. They'll put them on the run. And whenever the anointing hits, that anointing destroys the yoke. Whatever has that person bound, be it whatever, be it spiritually, and it's always spirit. They say, well, no, he's bound with cigarettes. He's bound with drugs. He's bound with alcohol. But it has a spiritual reference. Everything has a spiritual uh, intent to it that must be broken. And only the anointing can do that. The anointing breaks the yoke. And it's the anointing of uh, the various offices in the body of Christ fitly framed together and compacted together through the measure of every part to the edifying of itself and love, but through the joints. The body of Christ coming together will literally take the kingdoms of this world and make them the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ through the power of the Holy Ghost. It's through the demonstration power of the Holy Ghost that will make the nations obedient through the Holy Ghost. It is not through enticing words of man's wisdom. It's not through peeping of these so-called prophets that can't stand the shout of the word. They have to have it soft music and whisper to you, familiar spirits. They're not a trumpet call. They're a cornet, flute, harp, sackbolt, psaltery, dulcimer, where they can charm the snakes right along with the people of God. 
Can't tell the difference between the chaff and the wheat. They're growing together. But when a trumpet voice comes there, all the ones that say they are Jews and are not by the synagogue of Satan flee. They run because they can't hear the sound and hate the sound of the trumpet. It shakes them to their very core. The anointing breaks that yoke. And some that will turn to it and uh, repent of their evil deeds will be delivered. The ones that do not, they will go on having their heart hardened after being often reproved, stiff in their neck and harden their heart will be cut off in that without remedy. God's giving that voice now. The voice of the Lord for the overcomers in Revelation, the second and the third chapter. This is uh, the prelude before the fathers are sealed that have known him that's from the beginning. This is going forth right now, not in the season of Pentecost, but in the season of tabernacles, uh, a higher glory. We're in a new season where we have the new wine, must be put in the new wine skins, thereby we will be preserved. But many will turn and hopefully turn from their pernicious ways. They will not adhere to these familiar spirits, these doctrines of devils, seducing spirits, these wizardry. They claim themselves to be some great one. We find it in the book of Acts that there's some great ones. and But then ask Peter, how did you do this? Through the gift of laying on the hands. I want that. I'll purchase it with money. It's a money thing with them. Let's take up the offering. Let's count it and see how much we have in the offering. For the true man of God, they do not seek after the money. They're not hired harlings. They're not given the filthy lucre. They're men of God. And they're attacked. The world hates them. There'll be many of those dopers, uh, ludicrous, lying spirits that will come and just as Jesus says, carry it, betray Jesus, they'll do the same. They'll join up in the ministries claiming they love God and the next thing you know, will try to overthrow it to their own destruction. There, there we don't worry about the chaff. We just preach the word of God and let God judge it. And God will do it. The word will always accomplish that word in his sent. So you in the body of Christ that are real, don't be discouraged by the chaff. And you see these evildoers being blessed. And then also it's Asaph in the, in the Psalms said, I was almost slipped when I saw that the unrighteous and the wicked were being blessed financially and I almost lost my salvation. But then God showed me their last end. Then he repented. What's the last end? Well, how you rich men, how? For your riches have corrupted your soul. We're going to find they cankered it. Oh, how hardly shall those that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. If you're rich toward self and not rich toward God, he said, thou fool, thy soul shall be required of thee. Well, we want to make sure that Jesus is, a, is at the forefront. They were rich toward God, not rich toward self. And they will have part as members meet for the master's use that have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust, receiving the word of God. 
being sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, that after we've received the proceeding word in present truth, not Pentecost, that we're sealed. And that's to the law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, holiness without which no man shall see the Lord, and to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. You can't understand the words of the book of this prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ, without the spirit of prophecy. And those that will hear and obey and go in will walk to the voice of the Son of God and will be overcomers. But the ones that hold on to the worldly church and denominal thinking, pre-tribulation rapture, listening to the voice of a cornet, it looks and sounds like a trumpet. It won't hit that piercing. It won't pierce the spirit of man. Then it goes to a flute harp. We really tone it down. Then a sackbolt, sultry. Then a dulcimer, so nasal that a cobra can sit in their snake and be charmed right along. With the people of God, no one is convicted. No one forsakes their sins. Lie, cheat, steal, adultery, fornication, and all these other works of the flesh will never be crucified with the affections and the lust. But the ones that do know their God will be holy. You don't lie, cheat, steal. You obey the leading of the Holy Ghost. And by doing so, you will make yourself a vessel of honor, meet for the master's use in the work of the ministry. Let's don't go and seek to those that have familiar spirits for a word of prosperity. Not for wizardry, but Pete, that soul, have a soft music and then walk the aisle. And then rely on the soul realm to read your mind and not your spirit. Seek to God. Seek to that trumpet voice that you can't miss that speaks to your heart. Be led of the Spirit of God and you will be approved of God, placed into the work of the ministry according to His will as He fitly frames the body of Christ together here in the last days. Not a denomination, but the body of Christ forgetting the denominational barriers of walls. God's putting it together without these denominational board meeting that's the work of the Holy Ghost all you have to do is listen to that voice follow the truth seek you out of the book and read not one of these things shall fail search the scriptures for in them we think we have eternal life and these are they that testify of Jesus only we can help in any way for this is the letter of the Holy Ghost is more witness with your spirit than it's truth We'd like to meet you, work together with you and the Lord Jesus Christ in one mind and one accord. You can call me uh, there, leave a message on the phone. I'll get right back to you. We'll have a mini phone call. And that is the world code one plus. That's country code code one plus nine zero three seven four six four eight eight five. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you. Or you can write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or drop us a message or a question on our website, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. 
We want to thank you for your friendly support and your generous offering. Or bye. We can keep the podcast coming to you over the various sites. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.